0: Hello, everyone, this is Grace Asagra and this is Quantum Nurse. Today, it is my honor to have Dina Catter as our guest. So I'd like to welcome her and I would like to welcome also our audience, Dina. And uh, we'd like to remind the audience that this is for 50 to 55 years old working men and women who are dementia caregivers. However, I've noticed that even those who are not dementia caregivers are interested to listen because this podcast provides holistic methods so each and every one of us could have a rewarding life. So welcome everyone and welcome Dina and thanks again. Thank you very much,
1: Grace, for having me on your show. And it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward very much to sharing my knowledge uh, with everyone, particularly the caregivers for the dementia, you know, family members or friends. It could be friends too, right, as well.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. So let me tell you a little bit about Dina. So Dina, she's popularly known in her profession as Dina Catter. She is a registered dietitian and she has all other credentials. Trust me, more letters after her name, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Now, Dina, you are a registered dietitian and integrative nutrition consultant with close to 30 years of experience helping people find optimal health through nutrition. You are trained in both Eastern and Western philosophies, and you have the background, training, and experience to provide your clients with the most effective cutting edge nutritional guidance. As far as I know, you have helped thousands of clients with a variety of conditions that include autoimmune, cancer, diabetes, digestive, heart disease, hormonal imbalances, thyroid conditions, and many more. And many of these clients of yours really have a lot of testimonials. You also have founded in your practice, a belief that the best nutritional and health strategies must be tailored to the individual. So, and you say that no single plan can be effectively applied to everyone, and finding the best approach for the individual not only vastly increases the likelihood of success, but also establishes a personal investment in the regimen that ultimately leads to greater motivation and long-term adherence. So by combining anti-aging strategies, blood group information, genotype trends, biosurvey, clay packing techniques, bioelectrical impedance analysis, or BIA testing, prevention, dietary optimization, and individualized supplementation, you have helped your clients find nutrition plans targeted to address their individual conditions, concerns, and vulnerabilities so that's just brief about you and it's wonderful it's powerful information about you
1: thank you grace that was such a beautiful introduction and i really appreciate
0: that very very much but i like to start with a juicy one the delicious one so you know after your professional bio as in your information I've read that you are an avid chocoholic <laughs> and you have a line of your delectable 74% cocoa dark chocolate based on the latest research into the health benefits of chocolate. So tell us about that.
1: Yes, um, my pleasure. Um, there's been so much research in, in the past years that has told us that the polyphenols in cacao um, powder especially has a lot of health promoting benefits. It promotes nitric oxide, which is important for blood flow throughout the body um, and especially to the brain. And that's one of the reasons why when we do eat chocolate, we get pleasure from the chocolate because of the release of endorphin like substances in the brain. Um, So that's one of the reasons why I personally enjoy chocolate, but I think it's also the taste because there's something very creamy, you know, very satisfying with chocolate uh, that it gives us, you know, pleasure when we eat it, you know, you know, because we cannot have too much alcohol. We, you know, we can't smoke, you know, on all these other restrictions. So, you know, what is it in our food that we can consume and not feel guilty? And chocolate, of course, is one of them. So either, uh, but it does have to be dark chocolate, right? So the other benefit uh, in chocolate is the theobromine, uh, which also helps in calming the brain down. So it actually helps us handle stress better. So that's another benefit that we have um, from consuming dark chocolate as well.
0: It's, It's one of my favorite food also. Oh, that's amazing, Grace! I did not know that about you. Yeah, I remember oh. that when there was a period of time that I used to work um, now for evening shift. Uh huh. You know, and then after the evening shift, when I go to the car, the chocolate is waiting there <laughs> because I says, "Oh, it's like I'm having a rough day. Let me have a piece of chocolate." <laughs> so it, it, it's one food that it just can satisfy you right away and it's like you have no excuse not to have it so I'm wow. glad that you have that line of products that you know it's just delicious and yeah very helpful and beneficial
1: oh that's great. thank <laughs> you yes
0: so something that we can
1: enjoy and not feel guilty about and that's important that's really important and Grace.
0: Although I've read a lot and I mentioned a lot of your um, expertise, it's kind of, it's, so, it's really a variety of, you know, of a specialty of certain cases that comes to you or pa- patients with all different problems. But from the time I've known you and I've heard you present many times, you've always presented about brain health mm-hmm. and you do fabulous when you present it. You make it simple and easy to understand that, not just for professional, but I do believe that for, um, for our in- audience, it would be understandable. And so I would be happy to hear what you have to say about, uh, you know, about dementia and perhaps, you know, stories that you know of and what you can suggest. Oh, sure, Grace, my pleasure. Um, Before we actually start to get
1: into dementia, you know, I'd like to give some statistics to people because, you know, everyone's very concerned about Alzheimer's because it's on the rise. Um, But the good news is that, you know, only 15% of the population in the U.S. have the gene for Alzheimer's, and that's called the A-P-O-E. It's all capital letters, A-P-O-E, and then the number four gene. Um, so, you know, not, very, not the majority have the gene for Alzheimer's. So in some cases, you know, the dementia that occurs could be also triggered from nutritional deficiencies, and I'm going to get into that, you know, shortly. Um, so 75% of the population, Grace, will not have an increased risk for developing Alzheimer's. And then uh, 10% of the population have the good gene called the apoe two, the number two gene, and that is um that gives them you know less risk for developing Alzheimer's. So in my practice, I've worked with patients um, who've been admitted to the hospital who were diagnosed with dementia. And later on it was determined that it was dehydration. In many cases of dementia, Grace, it's actually dehydration, unfortunately, because as we get older our thirst mechanism is not very accurate in telling us when we are thirsty. So many times older people will go the whole day without drinking fluids at all. So very important that those of us who are taking care of people with dementia, that we make sure that they're getting sufficient fluids. And the fluids ideally should be in the form of really good quality water, right? Not tap water that's chlorinated and has, um, you know, medications in the water and so forth but even a simple spring water like poland springs it doesn't have to be anything fancy or getting a very good uh, water filtration system at home like a multi-pure system is really you know helpful um, you know, and using the pH minerals that we always talk about in our water, but that can help to really prevent the, the dementia and the dehydration, and you know, specifically. So the amount of fluids, you know, people keep thinking, again, that it's the eight glasses a day for everybody, but that's not true. Uh, we now know uh, scientifically that people should be drinking half their body weight in ounces. So if you have a patient who is 150 pounds, so half of that would be seventy five so they would need to drink seventy five ounces of fluid a day so those of us who are taking care of, of people you know family members or friends you know with dementia that is something that is so important to keep in mind so the high, the dehydration is a number one issue with a lot of dementia. Um, another major issue um, is also drug uh, You know, nutrient interactions, particularly when you have a patient who's taking more than one or two medications, there's going to be some interaction uh, with the meds. And some of those will deplete, you know, either potassium or magnesium or B vitamins or zinc. So those are the major ones that tend to be depleted by many meds. So, very important that at the very minimum, we give a really good multivitamin to our patients that have dementia to make sure we cover all their Bs. Some of them may need even more Bs or more, you know, folate, um, you know, for methylation purposes. So giving that to them in addition to the multivitamin will be extremely helpful. Um, And then patients who are taking, you know, uh, let's say Losartan or some of these similar blood pressure medications, um, that will deplete zinc, believe it or not. So making sure that they have adequate amount of zinc in their supplement regimen because they cannot get enough in food, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, so at least 25 to 30 milligrams of zinc is what I suggest. And the zinc can be in the form of carnosine, it can be in the form of a chelate. Um, so those are all good forms of zinc that they can you know, consume. Um, other factors that are also involved, um, which I have seen, is um, you know many patients as they get older are told to avoid sodium by their doctors, right? They're put on low sodium diets, and what people fail to realize is that not all salt is the same. Um, so the processed table salt, like Morton salt from the supermarket, is very damaging to the kidneys, and that can raise blood pressure. But unrefined, untreated pink salt, particularly the Hawaiian uh, pink salt, as opposed to the Himalayan, um, is very important to keep sodium levels up because another uh, factor with uh, patients with dementia is that they often have very low sodium levels. And that will also make them very lightheaded, dizzy, but also in a brain fog. So being mindful of that can be extremely helpful too.
0: Well, that's great. That's great that you touch about hydration. Because as a nurse, I remember, and that they do, they they do say, "Oh, I I, I drank enough. I'm not thirsty. I, I had enough." And then before I know it, they won't come to the medical center or the daycare center, because they end up in the hospital. And of course, what's the diagnosis? Will be dehydration, and you know, then same thing as if they feel like their um their consciousness is a little down or your energy and then i check the blood pressure and then you know it goes back again to to the dehydration yeah that's amazing thanks for touching about those medications too because when they go to the physicians um they don't really look at i mean from what i see from the family they cannot seem to think right away that, okay, maybe the combination of meds is affecting them about whatever is low or high, high of something, and because there's an off balance already.
1: Right, with electrolytes especially, exactly. I mean, even potassium often will be thrown off as well. Yeah.
0: And so technically, that's one of the best things that they can do for their families, right?
1: Exactly. And to really be on top of them with the hydration and a good multi and probably some additional B vitamins as well. At the very minimum, that's something that everybody could be mindful about, Grace.
0: Well, what can you say when also they will say that, oh, my, the, he, the person is not eating as much and, or their appetite is down?
1: Yes. Good question, Grace. So um, we know that zinc is one of the most important minerals to help with appetite control. And um, if you supplement with the additional 25 to 30 milligrams of zinc, that that can really, really make a big difference. And the B vitamins also help with appetite too. So both of those um, vitamins and the mineral, the zinc can be extremely helpful, Grace, in helping people Um, you know, because appetite is a big issue too, particularly with dementia patients as well.
0: Then they will have, and if ever they eat, they will also have diarrhea or they might tell me that their stomach hurts. And so my my aide would say, don't give them the soup anymore or don't give them their vegetables because they're just going to have a diarrhea. What can
1: we suggest? So that's another really good question, Grace. So usually for the diarrhea, I recommend, you know, well, you know, cooked rice, um, basmati rice, if it has to be white rice. Otherwise, they could consume well-cooked, you know, brown rice, which we know has more nutrition to it and the fiber because they need the fiber. And bananas, as long as the bananas are not overripe. So the bananas should be just yellow. There's no, you know, brown spots on them, otherwise it's too high in sugar and there's much less fiber in the bananas. Um, also sweet potatoes are a very good source of fiber to help prevent the diarrhea. So including those on a daily basis can be really, really helpful. Um, some people love to eat applesauce, especially older people if they're having problems with chewing, you know, it's easy for them. So just make sure that the applesauce is organic and that it's not sweetened. And of
0: course it goes the other way, a constipation. Yes.
1: <laughs> so for that, I usually recommend a, you know the plant-based yogurts like coconut yogurt as opposed to the dairy because dairy is constipating. People don't realize that. So cheese and milk is extremely constipating. But if you go to the plant-based versions of that, it's,
0: then you don't have that issue at all. Is there anything also that you can suggest to those who can't sleep?
1: Yes. Uh, Some important factors. Make sure there's no TV in the bedroom. If there is, unplug it because the electromagnetic radiation in the room that you're sleeping in makes a big factor. Um, We also know that your bed should not be touching the wall. It should be at least six inches away from the wall to get more restful sleep, and then to make sure the room is as dark as possible. So get really good quality shades to have no lights on in the room. That makes a very big difference um, for getting good quality sleep. Uh, The other thing is do not watch any news or anything that might be upsetting on TV right before bedtime. Um, If you have, you know, a cell phone, make sure you're not looking at your cell phone or any computers again before bed, because the blue lights from those, um, you know, things will definitely affect our sleep as well. If um, people are willing to take, you know, a supplement, I usually recommend both melatonin and magnesium. Um, and ideally, to get the magnesium in a powdered form because you can dissolve it in warm water and take it a half hour before bed, and it and it gets absorbed pretty quickly. And then the melatonin, you just need a small amount of melatonin to help with deep sleep, um, and particularly um, alive, you know. Um, okay grace great so um, melatonin should be non-synthetic because all the tablets out on the market are synthetically made in the lab Um, i usually prefer the brand premier research labs because theirs is the only melatonin that's non-synthetic and it's made from probiotics and just if you know two three drops under the tongue and hold it for a couple of minutes swallow and it makes such a difference melatonin is also protective on the brain and it actually will Uh, act as an antioxidant as well as a hormone. So it's actually very good for people with dementia, especially. Perfect.
0: Then I heard about the cherries.
1: Yes. Well, cherries, by the way, are a natural source of melatonin. That's very good, Grace. Um, There's also an unsweetened cherry butter that is made by Eden Foods so you get a concentrated dose of that in a tablespoon um, of you know having that with the melatonin. So that could be another. That's a great food uh,
0: alternative too. Yes, very good. Exactly. The great thing that what, everything that you're suggesting, although we're imagining that it's for the you know the dementia clients, but these are also good for for us for all caregivers, right? Because we too it can experience not drinking enough not sleeping enough or having that problem but you're 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 such a different nutritionist because you mentioned earlier about the arrangement of the bed things like that the tv you know so because most nutrition most dietitian will just think about food right okay. uh, and maybe supplements also and actually, one thing I'd like to add to that,
1: um, very important to do your protein during the day, Grace, um, because protein for some people at dinnertime can keep them awake, it can be stimulating on the brain. So it's better to do your protein like at breakfast, lunch, and then dinner, I would suggest more of a vegetarian or vegan meal with you know healthy carbs like the sweet potatoes or brown rice, and then vegetables. And that will also have a positive impact on relaxing the brain at night too.
0: Thank you for that reminder, because I think that just happened to me yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had my protein drink after the treatment. Oh, very. <laughs> my my syrup is Make sure you have your your protein, your protein. But it was rather late at night, and so I said, okay, let me have that protein drink. So it. Get me up. It's like shallow sleep. So. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you made that connection, Grace. <laughs> Thank goodness I have something to do, you know. So I just made the most of my shallow sleep. <laughs> oh. Hopefully you'll have
1: wonderful sleep tonight to make up for it.
0: <laughs> I will. I will.
1: I know. Good. That's so funny.
0: when you mention about those uh, arrangements of the bed, then I remember you have what you call the biosurvey um, way of assessing your patients. And you have your therapeutic clay packing. Please speak about that. OK, my pleasure.
1: So uh, it's bioenergetic testing. And we can have the ability to scan the whole body. Um, if you were doing it manually um, it would be called QRA or quantum reflex analysis where Grace you're looking at all the different uh, organs of the body, the teeth, the spine, and seeing which of those are the most stressed and throwing off the body you know to such an extent that you don't have optimal health. But there's a way to do this non-invasively through the computer um, through a software program that we use And it's extremely accurate, you know, when we check people's pH uh, through the software, if they went to their doctor's office and did the urine test, they would get the same results. So we know that it really is uh, accurate. Um, So it can look at adrenals, it can look at kidneys, it can look at heart, so all the different organs. You can even test for osteoporosis, which is remarkable. And especially since that's a big issue as we get older, right, the bone loss. And um, once I do the assessment, I can also scan for supplements to see which supplements would be best for that individual and then put together a plan for them. So that's how individualized, you know, the, uh, the testing is. Um, the mud packing is wonderful because it's a way to detox certain parts of the body. So, for instance, people who have had a lot of dental issues will often have their thyroid testing off. And that means that there's probably heavy metals that have leaked from old fillings, metal fillings from childhood into the thyroid. So, And it just takes one mud pack. That's what we have found, Grace. It's remarkable. They come in and just do one mud pack on the thyroid and it holds. And we've even tested people from two years ago. It's still holding two years later. It's remarkable. As long as there's no whiplash or you know, any accident to that area, of course, right? And uh, the other benefit to the mud packing is that it w- is a way to really detox from heavy metals, from bacteria, from viruses. And people will often report that they feel much, much better and more clear headed as well too.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. It's, it's good to know these options. Now, um, do because of that way of testing and assessment, is it advisable to j- override the blood chemistry or, you know, that test, the normal test, or can it be combined? I,
1: I, very, I usually recommend combining the two. Yes, because I always like to see numbers, like where are people's B12 levels, because we know that B12 is also critical for preventing dementia. And, you know, many times doctors will not include that in a physical, so you have to request for it. So I do like having lab work done for that reason, Grace. Absolutely. Oh, and then one thing that I don't want to forget to mention to everybody is that, you know, declining hormone levels as we get older, that is another significant factor to dementia. So making sure we have adequate progesterone, testosterone, you know, DHEA, all those are very important for brain health.
0: Dina, what's your most difficult challenge in your practice, whether it be with uh, working with other professionals, especially collaborating with physicians or with your patient. Tell us one most and then how were how you able to overcome that?
1: Okay, I'll tell you a remarkable case study I had um, a, cu- a couple of years ago. Um, this was a patient that was diagnosed at 72 with breast cancer, stage four. She had 14 lymph nodes that were positive for cancer. And she came to see me, um, and this, was, this is going back 20, let's see, 20, actually, wow, it's 24 years ago, okay, when she first came to see me, it was 24 years ago, at 72 years old. And she came to me, and she was, you know, very negative and very down, and she said, when I went over the eating with her, and I gave her some supplements, what I recommended... She said to me, oh, I can't do this. I don't think I, I, there's no way I can do this. I've never had to change my diet. I've never had to do any of this. And I'm 72 years old. And I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, how am I going to help this patient? So then what I did with her was to encourage her just to do baby steps, just do one change a week until she finally got to start taking everything with her supplements. And she was not on a lot of supplements, just a few things I gave her. Well, the change was dramatic. She was given three months to live by Memorial Sloan Kettering in Manhattan. Um, And at the time when she came to see me, she did not disclose that to me. So I had no idea, right? But, you know, when it was a year later, it was her son who actually told me, by the way, do you realize my mother should have been dead? When I went with her to her uh, doctor's appointment, the doctor said, please get your affairs in order. You know, it's only going to be a few months. So she survived for 21 years and she only passed away at the age of 93, um, three years ago. So she was one of my really most challenging uh, patients, but a complete turnaround, a remarkable turnaround, Grace. And she became so committed to exercising, uh, to taking the supplements, to being good with her diet. And it was really dramatic, it was remarkable.
0: Wow, Yeah, that's so amazing. Sometimes, you know, like for us professionals, hearing success stories like that is like worth every effort, every
1: sacrifice. Right, and you just never know who you can help. I mean, I was so sure, Grace, that I could not help her. You cannot assume, you know, you you have to always give your
0: best to every single patient because you just don't know who you're going to help, right? Yeah. Well, that reminds me that, like in holistic nursing or even in meditation, as we said, you just do your best, do your best that you know of, and yeah. just let go of the outcome. That's so true. Very let true. Uh, because then if we have the outcome set in our mind, mm, that's sort of good, like, you know, but then it may not happen because there's more to what we, there's more to the outcome than what our efforts done right
1: exactly so so true and the intent you know the intent of your efforts too right that gets transmitted as well right um one other thing that we can do with the software testing grace that i'd like to mention is that you know for mental health we i usually select affirmations for people and i will select three of them so i actually scan them for 185 different affirmations And then select which three are appropriate for them. And that's their homework assignment as well to help with dealing with mental stress. So
0: do you think your patients see you more than they see their doctors? (laughs) I asked them. They do. They really do. That's
1: true. And they, you know, many, many of them will tell me, you know, you are a go-to person, Dina, um, Because I also go through the labs with them, you know, like I'll tell them, well, this is where you are in the range of the lab and you're on the lower range and you need to be on the higher range like vitamin D3. We know that the upper range for vitamin D3 is much better for autoimmune, for dementia, for overall health and immunity, right? So that's why that's very critical. So um, that, and, and you know, they don't get that attention usually in a five minute doctor's appointment or 10 minute doctor's appointment. Exactly, right
0: that's awesome. The same thing that I do at the center or in my private practice, I tell them, bring me your labs and I explain to them. And I, I actually, I've been telling them already, ask copies of your lab works, please just ask it because don't depend on them to provide you copies, and don't hesitate. Ask, right. it. you know, always ask for the results of whatever tests. Yes. yes,
1: I always encourage them to keep their own medical uh, file at home. Absolutely, Grace, that's such great uh, advice, yes. So
0: you do fantastic job. So um, what's your, how does a day look like for Dina Catter? <laughs> okay, so- you guys self-care. Gonna, you guys self-care. Be good... self-care.
1: Sure, so I love to exercise, which I know not everyone does. And uh, now that the gyms have opened outdoor classes, Grace, I am going there four times a week. In the past, I was going there actually seven days a week, but they don't have all the classes at at the times that I can go. So I get up at 10 to 5 to go to a 5.45 a.m. class. And the classes vary from a step class uh, to weights Uh, to cardiovascular exercise, to, you know, nice music, you know, that's lots of fun. So I do that. And then I come home. I um, will often, and I'm very good about hydrating, right? And I take enough water. And then I also do a combination of my uh, cocktail drink that I call Max B vitamins, green tea and D. Uh, Resveratrol, because that's very good for the brain, very good for the heart, in a liquid form that I get from Premier Research Labs. And I also add um, heavy HMND, heavy metal, because we're always exposed to heavy metals, right, from pesticides, chemicals outside. So I I drink that, and then I'll have some matcha tea, because I love matcha tea, I'm a very big tea proponent, you know, green tea proponent. And then I'll go for a two, it's actually a little over two miles, two and a quarter mile walk, brisk walk. And when I come back, I do inversion table and I will do that for 10 minutes up and down for the spine to lubricate the spine. Because they say the way to stay agile as you get older is to keep your spine as flexible and fluid as possible. Um, and I love the plant protein powder from PRL. So my smoothie in the morning is not sweet. It's a savory uh, smoothie. Um, and I'll use galactin, I'll use greens powder, I'll use fermented turmeric, fermented mushrooms in there. So it's really a, a whole foods uh, smoothie that I have in the morning. And then I'll follow that up with some you know, fresh berries as well too. And then I get, start getting ready for the office and I come to the office. Um, I usually look at my emails very quickly to scan them before I go into with my first patient in the morning. So that's my the beginning of my typical day. So I have a pretty busy morning. I'm going from one thing to the next.
0: <laughs> well, but you're pretty good in responding on time.
1: Thank you. I try. I <laughs> really try.
0: <laughs> really awesome. And I remember in uh, critical care nursing, because I worked there for 20 years, Wow! always say that if you want help from any of the nurses, find the busiest nurse. And the busiest nurse will right away help you. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard that. That's amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. they're already up and about. They want to help, but they want to just do their thing. <laughs> and oh, that is you know, so
1: nurse? wonderful. Wow.
0: So that's I guess I'll so thank thank you for being so prompt and welcoming. And that's why you're here. My pleasure. You know? yeah. Now I will be remiss if I don't ask you on how, what can we do and what can you suggest as a registered dietitian during this pandemic time? Wow,
1: fantastic question, Uh, Grace. There's a lot that we can do. So we know that sleep is very critical to healing and for um, optimizing immunity. So making sure we go into that deep sleep and five hours of uninterrupted sleep is very important, right? Um, making sure that we do not eat leftovers, and I know this happens so often with older patients, that they will, you know, eat leftovers like three, four days later in the refrigerator because they don't cook, you know, or they don't have access so easily to food. But we know that there's microscopic mold and bacteria that grow in the food if it's left for more than 24 hours, even in the refrigerator. So if you're not going to eat something right away, then at least freeze it. Don't leave it in the refrigerator for so many days. So that will definitely negatively impact your immune response. You know, Making sure you're taking vitamin D3. Everybody should be taking vitamin D3. We do not get enough here, um, you know, in the Northeast, um, and actually just in America in general, right? So, and the darker your skin is, apparently, the less well you absorb vitamin D three. So that's another um, factor to keep in mind why we need to supplement. Um, I also recommend, you know, no smoking, of course, and you know, minimizing alcohol because that puts a burden on your liver, which is a primary uh, detox organ to keep us healthy. Um, making sure we buy organic as often as we can because that puts a lot less stress on the digestive system because 70% of the, of our immune system is in the gut and the, there's a, a feedback mechanism between the gut and the brain. So when your gut is inflamed, that will also create inflammation in the brain and that can cause anxiety or depression. Uh, but it also weakens your immune response. So that's very important to keep that in mind. And then exercise, we all need to do some form of exercise on a daily basis and to get outside and get natural light, you know, even for just a half an hour every day. It's very important to our overall health. Um, Also suggesting grounding. So if you don't spray your lawn, go outside barefoot. And, you know, even for five, 10 minutes a day, that's all you need to help restore the whole, you know, meridian, all the meridians of the body. Right, and to give us um, energy from the positive, uh, you know, impact of that. I'm also suggesting the hydration, making sure we, you know, hydrate sufficiently well, and um, not to be remiss to forget about, you know, reducing our stress. So if we tend to have a lot of stress in our lives, you know, including deep breathing, yoga. Um, meditation, that's very important to manage our stress levels because we know that stress can be a, a major factor in weakening our immune uh, system as well.
0: What makes you happy, Dina? And I asked that question because, you know, the dementia care, the dementia clients themselves, sometimes, many times, of course, their cognition is really off, so they can't remember a lot of things. But we can make them happy. So and then when they're happy, um, it, it seems like they they do participate more. That's, so that's right. let's begin with what makes you happy? Okay? A lot of things make me happy. <laughs> um,
1: I enjoy cooking. I'm very creative with cooking, and that gives me a lot of uh, inner joy. And especially creating recipes, I just love creating healthy recipes, Grace, that I can share with my family. Um, Also, being with my family makes me, you know, very happy as well because I I enjoy being with them, especially the younger generation, like nieces and nephews that that are in their 20s or in their teens. I love, you know, being with them and sharing with them. Um, and then of course i love exercising too i mean the exercising is such an amazing release of endorphins that it brings me a lot of joy and just you know recently in the last few years i've really taken to doing meditation more seriously and deep breathing and i have found that that has given me a lot of inner joy and happiness as well too and i'm able to handle you know stressful situations more calmly Um, And then I'm able to support people that are in stressful situations as a result. And another thing that really makes me happy is seeing the results I have with my patients. That brings me tremendous joy. Great,
0: great. I I can relate to that, truly. Yeah, so sometimes when to the caregivers, we even tell them, it's okay if there are many things they don't remember. Just find ways and activities that they begin to smile and laugh. And we'll take that. That's already so precious.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. Very
0: true. That's beautiful.
1: Really beautiful,
0: Grace. Um, can we talk about vaccines? Because you have an interesting, you know, back, personal background or experience when you were a child. Yeah. I think at this time when the air or the environment is all about Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Please share us your story. Oh,
1: I'll be happy to do that. Great. So, when I was 15 months old, there was a polio epidemic going on in North Africa. And my dad was stationed there with the United Nations. And of course, they were told they, that, you know, I had to go and get the vaccine. So, I got an oral vaccine as well as the injection and had a serious reaction to it unfortunately, uh, where I was paralyzed and I could not walk for several months. and my parents thought I would never be able to walk again. So they decided to go to England to take me to meet with doctors there to see if anybody could help. and the doctors there had no clue. They said they don't know what I could my mother could do any differently to help me. Um, they said that you know either she'll be, stay paralyzed or it may you know it may wear off. Well, fortunately, it did uh, wear off, but of course, there was some residual damage done to the left side of my body. So as I was growing up, I started um, to take ballet classes when I was 11 years old and then started to take them more seriously when I was um, actually 13 years old. And I remember the uh, ballet teacher, um, who was from the Royal Ballet of London, said that I had a lot of talent, but she said, you're, a lo- you're stiffer, much stiffer on the left side. But of course, back then at that age, I never made the connection you know, with, with the vaccine. And then it wasn't until I went to college that I realized you know, that something was not quite right. Um, you know, and I even had a little bit of a difference in my leg length, You know, that's one of the side effects from the polio. So with years of um, manual therapy, chiropractic, nutrition, you know, and especially with the QRA, I started to turn that around. So now I don't even walk with a limp. I don't trip up easily because that was another symptom of the polio is that you could easily trip, you know, even if there's nothing on the floor, your leg just gives in and then you just, you know, fall, right? So um, one day I was I couldn't walk three up three steps. I had such incredible fatigue and I had to sit down. And that's when I realized I was in very bad shape. And that was in my 30s, my mid-30s. And, um, one, and I realized I had to do something. So I went to the Post-Polio Institute in New Jersey, actually. It's in Hackensack, New Jersey. And I was evaluated in the waiting room uh, by actually a, polio, a doctor that had polio and he was in a wheelchair. And the first advice he said to me was, don't exercise because you'll end up in a wheelchair. And Grace, I knew that that recommendation was not true because in my own personal experience, I I knew that when I did not exercise, I got much weaker. So I realized that that was not right. And then he was asking me if I drank coffee, caffeine for energy and everything. I said, no, I only drink green tea. So anyway, so I just I ha- I knew I had to find another outlet for somebody else to help me. And one day I was taking the train into Manhattan and I was reading the Townsend Letter for Doctors and Patients. It's one of my favorite alternative uh, journals. And there was a one-page full ad uh, from Premier Research Labs about how B vitamins are usually synthetic, and it, they were talking about the Max B, their, their liquid B vitamin, uh, you know, which is an amazing product. And I was very intrigued by that, so I decided on Monday I'll contact the company. So I did, and wanted to order the max B for energy and everything. And, uh, and then I was told, no, you have to get trained in order to use our products and even recommend it for your patients. So that was the beginning of an incredible change in my journey. And I met Dr. Marshall, Bob Marshall, and he did a private you know, consult uh, session with me. And he said to me, he admitted, he said, you're in very bad shape. And he said, if you don't take care of yourself, you will end up in a wheelchair. Um, But that's where I knew that I needed nutrients and the change of diet. And that's what he advised me on. And he was also a big proponent of um, just progesterone cream to help restoring hormone levels and everything. So that's where a lot of my knowledge has also come from, too. So today, nobody believes I ever had polio because I walk so well and I don't have a limp and my leg length is the same. I don't have one leg shorter than the other. But it's doing all these holistic modalities. You know, you have to do everything. It's, it's
0: amazing. And it works. It really works. So thank you. That's why if you didn't share that, yeah. I would not really think that yeah. you've had such an experience when you, as, you know, when you were a child and then when you were in college. Um, and, you
1: know, my dream was to always be a professional ballet dancer, but because of the polio, I couldn't. And then I turned to nutrition any any regrets no i mean i still would love to be able to dance ballet i mean that probably was still a dream you know
0: you do have a a physique if you know for the ballet (laughs) thank you (laughs) not that i'm an expert but i (laughs) i have some expertise in my own way (laughs) that's great (laughs) i know some people who they just keep taking some ballet lessons even when they're adults already just part of their exercise. Right. Oh that's yeah.
1: wonderful really wonderful grace.
0: And so what can what could be your best advice for the caregivers like any good habit that they can do first thing in the morning or anything like in the evening.
1: Yes, you know first thing in the morning I I recommend hydrating with at least a quart, you know, of water. Uh, Grace, because you want to flush out the system, right? Um, Because you're dehydrated from sleeping for so many hours without drinking. And that can really change your mindset. I mean, I find that when I hydrate, that I can really change the way I see things, the way I feel, it's remarkable. So I think it sets the day, it sets the tone for the day, so that you have a very positive feel, because you're feeling much better too when you hydrate, but it's very important not to eat during that two to three hours that you're hydrating with water, right? So very important to do that. Um, The other suggestion would be to include exercise and and it's really best exercise in the morning if you can. All the research indicates that people are much fitter when they exercise in the morning and they burn more fat more efficiently. So that too, and it, you know, and going out for a walk really changes uh, your mindset. So if you wake up feeling a little anxious or depressed or negative, it can really completely change the way you feel and think. Just being outside, you know. So that's how I would recommend starting the day, and then make sure you eat a really good quality breakfast—not just cereal and milk. You know, include uh, organic, you know, fruit like berries. Uh, a smoothie is a great idea because the smoothie you can actually absorb the nutrients much more efficiently, right? Um, because it's in liquid form. And then for the caregivers at night, you know, don't watch the news, don't watch anything that could be upsetting to you because you've already had a stressful day dealing with somebody with dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing is to do something for yourself, whether it means to go for, you know, have a massage, do a nice, warm, relaxing bath at home, uh, read, you know, something light that you enjoy reading that makes you smile. Uh, just do something more positive in the evenings, you know, to help you unwind from the day. And that way you can really have a better sleep
0: as well, too. All those suggestions just make so much sense, you know. You. So right. what, you are obviously so knowledgeable and you're passionate about it. But what, what is it in your work that is most important or Most important in my
1: work is really getting across to people why it's important for them to make changes, Grace. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's making sure they get it, they understand it, um, and making sure that they follow through and make those changes, right? Because we want to help people. We want them to live you know, happy and fulfilling lives. And their health is a huge, has a huge impact on that. So if you don't feel well, if you don't have good health, you know, that affects the way you see life, right? And um, you don't, you can't enjoy it if you're not feeling well. So for me, it's really making sure people really get it and that they can make the changes so that they can, you know, feel the difference with doing the right thing nutritionally.
0: So what do you love most in your life right now?
1: Wow. <laughs> I, I, gee, I love where I am, believe it or not. I love being in New York. Um, I love my office. I'm very comfortable in my office. Uh, and I just love all the things that I can do, you know, uh, exercise. Because to me, you know, having been told that I would end up in a wheelchair, I mean, that was really shocking, very shocking to me. But the fact that I can enjoy life, I can walk, I can exercise, I can do the things that I would like to do. Uh, that means so much to me right now.
0: There's not a lot of uh, registered dietitian that's as happy and confident and knowledgeable like you. And of course, they said, you have to go to professionals who whom you want that traits, that quality, then you know, values, because why go to you know someone who's miserable <laughs> if you're if you're so stressed out and you go to someone who's so stressed out so what's the point and I see that a lot working in ICU <laughs> all the doctors and other and even nurses are so <laughs> stressed and so that's a hard decision when they're choosing to see who they want there, you know, to help, for help.
1: Yes, that's a really good point. Very good point, Grace. Um, One thing I do want to add, by the way, uh, particularly for caregivers is to make sure that the patient they're taking care of, Grace, that their dental care is up to date, right? Because now more and more, we know that dental bacteria, heavy metals in the mouth, all that can really impact negatively the brain and the function of the brain. So that was another thing I, I did mean to also mention to people, too. So not yeah. forgo that. Don't Thanks. put it on the back burner. I mean, I see that all the time. Patients mm-hmm. say, I want to put it on the back burner. I hate going to the
0: dentist. It's the worst thing, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that, because I'm working my way of uh, inviting a holistic dentist. Wonderful. So, yeah, because, yep, they do have... Uh, elders and even for us then then much more for elders their teeth condition their their dental condition is really so off
1: so true so so true
0: and at one point uh i we had this just for a short time we had this uh client whom we help and she was born with a lot of um disability and she couldn't really express herself she has so much behavioral problems so it was just a temporary time that she stayed with us until she goes to the right place. Oh, now when her mouth opens, she has many mercury fillings. Wow. So many. Wow. So, yeah. And that's really ignored. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I can imagine.
0: Um, and all the things that you said about food, and you know, because we again we think that we're doing our best. We buy a lot of food that we don't know they're not very healthy go to all these dentists and do all the procedures thinking we're doing the right thing and before you know it bam! you learn that i oh, that that was wrong what are we gonna do now so like what you're saying about the bioscan and the you know the mud packing that you said and then the supplements so where are you gonna be in five years
1: well, I would love to have uh, my online uh, business grow in the next five years. That would be wonderful grace, and I would like to be known globally. Um, I am known already in the u s you know to some degree, but globally i'm not I'm not known. so that to me would be you know wonderful you know to come to fruition and uh It would make me very happy. It would really make me very happy too. And then also, you know, because I'm also into the chocolate, I would love my chocolate business to be out there. Because right now I only really sell to my patients, you know. It's a healthy treat that they can enjoy. But it would be wonderful to get it out there that people can also benefit from it because it's very healthy. I remember many years ago, Dr. Marshall and Dr. Forbes had tested the chocolate and they were very impressed with it. They said it really helped balance all the points of the body. So that was really wonderful reinforcement to hear that. By the way, where's the source of the chocolate? What particular oh. country? Yes, it's actually a combination from Ecuador and Indonesia.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: nice. Thank you. It's a very high quality cacao.
0: Okay. You know, we have a lot of cacao in the Philippines too. Oh, you do, <laughs> but I don't know if they import it. For some reason it's or exported. It. I don't think yeah. it's don't, we don't do a lot of exporting for that, but we grew up with it and it's the raw cacao in balls or it's just you know it's not as refined as yes so that's the healthier way to eat it actually (laughs) it doesn't have that very fine smooth french chocolate right right right. (laughs) nevertheless it's still good yeah it is that's even better for you (laughs) yeah oh so that's that's cool that's one of my favorite food also and I'm proud that we have it that's wonderful
1: uh, to hear that.
0: So uh, where where can where can the audience find you?
1: Sure. So um, you can search it under my name, Dina D-I-N-A, and my last name is K-H A D-E-R. And I have a website called DinaCotter.com. So you can read up all about what the work that I do. I also have some wonderful YouTube videos, and I did some YouTube videos during the last, you know, four months during the whole COVID thing to really encourage people not to get stressed, not to get fearful. So I've got some great tips in in those videos as well. So I would encourage people to visit my YouTube videos.
0: My last question would be, if there's like a, 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 a young Dina listening to us right now, asking for an advice, advice for their career Mm. okay and what would that be
1: love that question grace love it um i would suggest you know combining both you know traditional clinical training and education with more of an alternative approach because then you really understand uh, what is going on with the whole individual. If I had only done an alternative approach and never went through my clinical training at New York Medical College and also at Westchester Medical Center, Valhalla, you know, where the hospital is there, I wouldn't be where I am today. So much as I did not enjoy the hospital experience because I didn't agree with you know, the type of food that was being served in the hospital, which I think everybody knows that, right? Um, And also the liquid, the insurers and things like that, because I know there's so many other healthier ways to get liquid uh, nutrition into people. But it is very important to have that solid background experience and then combine it with more of the alternative stuff. And you have much more of an appreciation of uh, health and also a better understanding of disease as well.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, you're we covered. We covered a lot. Yes, we did. Yeah. Is there anything more that we need to know about you? Oh. See <laughs> oh, yes. You
1: know, one other thing is I've lived in nine different countries. This is the ninth country. I've so lived go. in Africa. I've lived in Korea, um, and I've visited some other Asian countries. I've never been to Philippines, but I've always been fascinated with Filipino people. Actually. My dad's best secretary at the UN was actually from the Philippines. She was an amazing, amazing person. And she, in fact, is still around. She lives in uh, Queens. She texted me the other day uh, asking me if my brother was, you know, because my brother works for the UN now in Ethiopia, whether he was here in the US, she wanted to reach out to him. So, um, I, so for that reason, I have such an appreciation for different cultures, so the, all this thing about Black Lives Matter, like I cannot understand how could there, how could there could be racism? I just don't get it, uh, Grace. Because I'm not like that. You know, my best friends in Africa were African, you know, people. They were Ghanaians. They were Ethiopians. They were Ugandans. So you know, for me, it's like you know, how do people not get along? I just can't understand it. So you know, the appreciation for the culture, uh, the way of life, the thinking, even the the thinking, you know, with these different cultures. And I think that too has helped me become more empathetic with people and understanding them better too when I help them. Because I see everybody in my practice. I have all different backgrounds and walks of life and everything, but it's, it's helped me to, you know, to deal with it.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're welcome, I, I'm sure. I, I, I really believe on that value of traveling really and me meet other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's very important for people to bring
1: up their kids, you know, uh, with that. I really do, Grace, enormously.
0: Yeah, so that when if family members of mine in the Philippines, I, I have to remind them, get out of the country, meet, go to another country, even for a visit. Exactly. That's all I say. So That's, just really see. Advice. That's really good advice, Grace. And of course, if they're afraid of eating, I say, as long as it's vegetable, eat it. <laughs> that's
1: what I say. Be afraid of your vegetables.
0: Oh, uh, fruit and vegetables, it's okay. That's your bonding. That's your. That's it. Because if they offer you, yeah. you're not sure it's a vegetable. <laughs> oh, so
1: so
0: yeah. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So I, I, I thank you again. Thank and you, Grace. This was wonderful. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Great. I I always end my episode with something you love because I end it with a quantum affirmation. Oh, fantastic, Grace. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing it. (laughs) Every day I have these cards, the quantum cards and I shuffle it. And I get, so I intentionally said, what am I going to share with Dina and the audience today? Then I get it. And of course, I say it three times in the morning, three times at noon, and three times in the evening. So today I'm going to say it three times. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Grace. What I got is experience new horizons every day.
1: Mm.
0: I take time to learn new things every day. I read and experience new ideas, both to recharge my batteries and to provide maximum help to my clients. I take time to learn new things every day, I read and experience new ideas, both to recharge my batteries and to provide maximum help to my clients. I take time to learn new things every day, I read and experience new ideas, both to recharge my batteries and to provide maximum help to my clients.
1: Mm, that's beautiful Grace. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so much for sharing.
0: And thank you to the audience, to the Oh Lord be the glory. I know that well, I just want to remind the audience that um, I will put Dina Catter's information and where in, underneath the description or with the description of the episode. And we're offering also a book, a complimentary coaching that could end up with me or if you have questions for Dina, so I will be your connection as well. So then, you know, you won't feel like, You have no other solution or no other alternative. We're here for you. We can build a community so we can support each other and have that amazing journey, intentional, uh, amazing journey for love, for respect, empowerment, and gratitude. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Grace. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.